So just a little apology before we begin. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I recorded this whole thing. I totally forgot that this room is super, super live. The surfaces are really all, all really hard. And uh, it's, yeah, so the recording quality is not great. There's a lot of echo. So my apologies for that. But I sort of, I, I don't want to re-record it. I feel like I hit everything I wanted to. So I'm just going to leave it like this. I feel a little bit bad because this is one of those episodes that potentially will get listened to more often because it's a year in review episode. But I just, I cannot bring myself to to either re-record at a lower vocal energy or to like try to go to a closet with some equipment and re-record. I will, I will do a closet recording for the next, for the, for the episode, next episode. So anyway, on with the show. Hello, and welcome to my art update podcast thingy. This is update number 52, 2023 in review. But before we get into that, if you're listening to this and you have no idea who I am or what I'm talking about, then you, my friend, are probably listening to the wrong art update podcast thingy. I record this almost weekly for people who are interested in keeping up with what I, Andrew Wilner, have been doing with my life. What I have been doing with my life, particularly regarding the practice of art, although although it is inevitable that some life updates are rolled into that as well. Life imitates art, art imitates life, and chat GPT imitates everything. My point is, feel no pressure to listen. If this is your entry point, your first episode, you may wish to listen to the first two episodes to get a summary of both the last 20 years and 2022 before you listen to this one. If you're coming here from a future episode where I've referred back to this one, well, hello, future person. Let's get into the year in review, shall we? Let's start with the theater stuff. So December 2022 and January 2023 were, artistically speaking, fairly quiet. My remaining team from the 2022 summer show and fall mini show uh, and I were meeting to decide on what the next show was going to be about. So Initially, we were leaning toward adapting Virginia Woolf's Orlando or Mary Shelley's Frankenstein or even some Lovecraft. We ended up deciding on Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So we loved Orlando and some of the other options, but after listening to the audiobook of Jekyll and Hyde, we generally felt like that one gave us more to play with and a lot more to subvert in terms of audience expectations. And most people have never read the book, actually, and are only familiar with the film adaptations or grown the musical. As I write this, and I guess as I record this too, I realize that I probably shouldn't go into micro detail on everything. If you're really interested, you can binge the whole year of updates. Ooh, I'm sorry. Maybe don't do that. So I'm just going to move forward with just an overview of the year. Uh, the collaboration dubbed The Capan Show between Catherine Nguyen and myself didn't get off the ground this year, although we met a few times online to discuss it. I, I got too busy over the summer and we didn't really pick up the thread again. Anyway, I really hope that that moves forward again this year. So back to Jekyll and Hyde. In the spring, five of us, myself, Marie, uh, Sarah, and interns Tatiana and Javid, we devised the showcase version of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Sarah didn't end up uh, appearing in the show. She wasn't able to. But she was a very important part of the devising process. That's why I'm including her in that list of people. Actually, Aisha Johari was also involved in the, in the devising process. Uh, 
yeah, so although a showcase is not necessarily meant to have a cohesive form and we were presenting unrelated scenes, everything just kind of flowed together in the end and I was, I was really happy with it. I mean, did all the ideas land? I don't know. No, probably not. But I think the show flowed. It had a momentum. It had mostly coherent images and design. And I, I was actually really proud of what we made. I mean, there were a couple of scenes that were complete like duds. Uh, a few that I insisted on doing. Uh, but that's what a showcase is for, is to find out whether those are really duds or not. So by June, we were already working on the summer show. So a new version of Jekyll and Hyde. And for the first time since 2019, I had a bunch of interns, mostly from the US, the UK and Europe, coming in to collaborate with us. So I decided to take kind of, again, a non sort of radically non-hierarchical approach to creating the show. Like I'd sort of done the year before on Matsukaze and uh, four years before that on Antigone. This did not work as well with the group I had last year. I did a whole breakdown of uh, what I thought went wrong back in update number 34, if you're interested. The long and short of it is that I'm now rethinking about how I'll go about the summer show this year. I mean, maybe I'll lay out some ground rules right at the beginning, some, some areas where I make it clear that I, as the person responsible for the reputation and fiscal sustainability of YTG, have the final say on certain decisions. But I don't know, maybe it won't be necessary this year. It looks like a lot of the people involved will be involved right from the beginning. Um, we have our first meeting next week, and we already have about six people participating, including uh, two people who are coming from abroad. But anyway, that's looking forward. I'm supposed to be looking back. <laughs> so the main stage, Jekyll and Hyde, went up in early August, and it was fine. Like I said, check update number 34 for a full postmortem. I wasn't super happy with it. I think actually this might be the first time I preferred the earlier showcase version of a show to the final main stage version. So that was that. I thought we were pretty much done for the year, but I don't know, Jekyll and Hyde had left me unsatisfied and I knew that Marie was coming back in the fall. She was supposed to be with us in the summer, but couldn't make it because of personal stuff. Um, anyway, so I thought, why not do some kind of mini project so that she and I can, can work together again? And I, I just sort of asked a couple of other people who I knew were around. Um, Merritt, who was who had been in the summer production of Jekyll and Hyde, was still in town because she she lives in Japan, unlike most of the other interns. And it kind of ballooned. It kind of ballooned from from there. Uh, we had a couple of online meetings about it. I did sell everybody on the theme of consent, chosen partly because uh, Judy Ito, the woman who directed Antigone with me back in 2019 was involved and she is now a certified theater intimacy coordinator and we decided that therefore consent was kind of like a good a good theme because we could actually use her skills she needed to put in some hours for her certification for final certification yeah anyway we decided we'd call this a mini show just do a few rehearsals have a short 10 to 15 minute performance followed by a long discussion well that didn't happen in the end, I think we spent 50 or more hours rehearsing a piece that ended up being 35 minutes long, followed by a 35-minute discussion with the audience. And like the Spring Showcase, the pieces just fell into place and the show felt like a somewhat cohesive whole, at least visually and pacing-wise. It also really helped that my friend uh, Overslag, sorry, I'll use the stage name here, did amazing improvised music slash sound. 
And he also sound designed the show on the fly, which was not part of what he'd agreed to come to do, but he just did it, including this amazing coughing sound that sort of built throughout the show as part of the sort of thematic, uh, one of the thematic elements of the show. Uh, and yeah, it saved all our voices because we were originally going to do all the coughing live. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty great. Um, was the show good? I don't know. But being good is less and less my intention with these pieces. And this piece, which we ended up calling a theater lab, was explicitly not designed to be good, but to explore a theme. Having said that, even 35 minutes wasn't enough to go as deep as I wanted to. I, re I really wanted to dig more explicitly into the idea that while our society is based on... Sorry. I really wanted to dig more explicitly into the idea that while that while our society is based on shareholder value and while people have to sell their labor to survive, we have a society that is not based on consent. So that wraps up the year of theater. Oh, I mean, I guess there's still some technical stuff. So I designed and ran lights for a couple of Japan dance school events. Uh, Xander and I plotted and hung a new uh, house lighting plot for the World Peace Theater in the Japan dance school building. Hopefully it's still intact when I get back in March. Okay, yeah, moving on. In the land of Nerd Night, we ran events from February to December, only taking January and August off. That event is running fine. Um, I, attendance is still lower than I want, but it, it, the thing is it would grind to a halt if the other main volunteer, also named Andrew, wasn't working on booking speakers. So that's sort of where we are. Most of my stuff goes into the preparation, the ticket handling, the box office, the live stream, photography, and uh, it, yeah, the organization of the volunteers and if they don't show up, the doing of their jobs, like running the live stream and the slides and all that kind of stuff. I've had to do that a couple of times. Um, the realm of, okay, in the realm of podcasting, Miss Charlotte's Finishing School for Wayward Readers is still not ready for release, but I've got the episodes edited up to number, I think, five or six. And last year's intern, Kate, has done the first pass on the remaining ones. So this is one of my projects while I'm in Canada this winter. Does It Hold Up is my podcast with my friend Peter about media from the Gen X era and whether it holds up today. We recorded a single episode near the end of 2023. I think I might have mentioned this in last year's update because I think we recorded the first couple of episodes in 2022. But anyway, we recorded one episode so far at the end of 2023 with our new co-host. And uh, yeah, I, I, we want to build up a back catalog and iron out the format before we start releasing. And so that's just sort of slowly happening. Um... Yeah. So one of the personal things that happened this winter is that everybody, I think I mentioned this in the last update, but again, if you're just listening to the year in review, so the end of 2023, I flew to Canada. I'm in Canada. I'm recording this in Toronto. Uh, flew to Canada mid-December and then had a combination of holidays and then everybody in the family getting influenza A. And just sort of coming out of that now means that we didn't get any any episodes of anything sort of recorded. And this is the first week I've really had to sort of start working on stuff in earnest. Um, yeah. So uh, moving on in the world of acting, I had um, one big job in 2023. So you, if you listen to the 2022 year review, you'll know that I helped cast a big Netflix animated show. They wanted grittier acting than anime. So they wanted real actors, not people who professionally did anime for a living and are basically incapable of delivering authentic performances. That's not to say that Venn diagram of anime actors and real actors does not overlap, but there are a lot, um, there are a lot of people who don't. And I think the agency was sending them a lot of people who either 
didn't weren't good at acting or their their reels were designed for Japan and the expectation so so the idea is when they listen when the when the pr- production company listened to the reels they just assumed the person couldn't act uh, or it also may be that the agents who were putting these people up for the jobs weren't weren't conveying the type of acting that was needed. And so these people who, you know, make their bread and butter, butter doing this sort of anime acting weren't able to, uh, weren't able to sort of work in the style that the production company was, audition in the style that the production company was looking for. Okay, um, anyway, sorry, blah, I got kind of distracted there. So the motion capture was all done in the fall of 2022, but in the spring, they recast several of the characters and asked me to play one of them. So it turned out, actually, um, surprisingly, it was the largest male role in terms of screen time. So I was the only character to appear in like all six episodes, which meant that I got to spend a lot of time. I think I had seven, eight, nine recording days at Toho Studios in April. And it was an amazing, amazing experience. Uh, of course, I can't really talk about it <laughs> other than what I've already told you. The trailer has dropped. But until the supporting cast isn't either announced or until the show premieres and my name appears on the screen, I, I can't talk about it. I'm under an NDA. This was also one of my bigger paid jobs of the year. Uh, but even saying that, we still got paid a lot less than U.S. actors or Canadian actors would have been paid for it. Union actors would have been paid for it. There's no unions in Japan for this. And because of Netflix, there's no residuals. Yeah, so that's too bad. I really don't want a career in voice acting in general, but... I would be happy to keep on working on productions like this. So while I have my doubts about this one uh, succeeding or not, I really do hope that it's successful and the production company will bring me back for more of these when they, when this, if it's successful and they're able to make more. All right. And now let me bring you along to the dimension of photography, the two dimensions of photography. Huh? You see what I did there? It's okay. I'm a dad. I have a license for that joke. This year, I had a few paid photography jobs, including a family sakura cherry blossom shoot in the spring, uh, some very low-paid work shooting kids and events for sharing caring culture. Um, to be honest, I would shoot a lot of their events anyway. It's kind of nice that when they have a grant, uh, they actually write me into that, so I, I get a little bit of money for doing that for them. Um, and I shot two big corporate shoots in the summer, one in the summer and then one in November, um, I may have screwed up my relationship with the company that got me the corporate jobs by being difficult to work with when it came to invoicing time. But if you don't stand up for yourself right at the start, you make it harder for yourself and just as importantly for others later on down the road. The bummer is that my friend at that company is the one who got me the gig. So I hope I haven't made things difficult for him. Uh, I also had a few jobs doing uh, video for Roger Sono. I helped set up and run the live streams for a few pole dancing school recitals. That was, um, it's always an interesting time. Uh, right. Aside from jobs. Yeah. Aside from jobs, like paying gigs, I've done a lot of photography work that I'm proud of over this year, this past year. Uh, I shot a bunch of events for my son's after school care program. Um, I've done a bunch of, I think, what I think are good photos on family trips, not just snapshots, but actually some cool photos, um, rehearsal and show photos for YTG. Um, I, I shot my friend Duncan's crazy drag anniversary party, which was amazing. And I got some great photos out of that. I think if you, if you go back through the updates on the web page, I posted some of those photos. I think it was around June last year. I, I can't remember. Um, I shot a bunch of events at Japan Dance School. And of course, pictures of Shelly the Snail. And probably a lot of other things I've forgotten too. 
All right, other art, random arts related stuff. I'm dropping that whole world realm dimension thing right now. Uh, I created a few poems and soundscapes for this update podcast. Um, I don't have them marked in any clear way. There's about, I think, six of them. I'd like to do, yeah, I'd like to do more this year, but hey, I'm not talking about the future. I hardly played my guitar at all, and uh, the music side of my artistic personality kind of languished in 2023. I did a lot of little website maintenance things, no huge redesigns this year. I struggled with, uh, as usual, with admin, but but I got the YTG annual report in almost on time this year for once. Uh, oh, okay, career stuff. I applied for two artistic director positions in 2023 and one just this past week. So early 2024, I have never heard at all from the first two. And uh, both those, they haven't announced, I don't think they've announced if someone's got those jobs yet, but the posts, the job posts are down for both of them. Uh, so yeah, so I haven't heard at all from those two. And even if I get an interview with the one I applied to this week, which was incidentally Shakespeare in Action, I don't anticipate getting hired by them uh, for lots of reasons. And even if I think I might have discussed this in the last the last update, and even if I do, even if I if they were interested in hiring me, the pay might and might be too low for me to be able to swing it. And their season, on top of that, their season really clashes hard with YTG's busy busy season. So it's like one of those things would have to give. I think, um, right? Either either they'd have to be flexible about when their season was. Or it would have to pay enough for me to be able to say, okay, well, I won't do YTG summer shows then. The problem with that is that like the YTG summer shows, that's when all the interns come in. That's when I do all my mentoring. That's when I, that's when I like, I learn from people who are learning from me and it's an amazing experience and it would be very difficult to give that up. I'd be willing to do it for a year, but, um, not, I don't think forever. Anyway, so that's it. I think that is the year in review. I'm excluding the frustrations and the self-doubt and the ideas that never got off the ground at all. The next update will be about my goals for 2024, possibly including an idea I have about how to move forward and continuing to do art with less stress. Hooray! Until then, and out.